who am I to decide what's right for your body, for your life, for your future, for... This is exactly why understanding individuality and then understanding individuality in relationship to another individual and another individual, which eventually becomes a collective, whether you call that a tribe or a family or a nation or a state or a species, this is exactly why the foundational context and concepts are um, needing upgrading because they're clearly flawed and we can't discern between how to have a law or rule or boundary or agreed upon attitude or perspective which doesn't violate something else. Nothing beats a nice cup of joe. That doesn't sound right. Does that sound better? No, that's not right. Does that sound right? I guess that does sound right. Okay. Ah, that is a good cup of coffee. Sometimes it's hard to beat a good cup of joe. Or cacao. But doing more of both. Well, actually more cacao. And just ate some delicious, it doesn't sound right. I think it is right. Just ate some delicious uh, overnight oats. You getting into overnight oats? I love them. Using raw milk, uh, rolled oats. What else have I put in there? There were these great raisins I got, really good. Cinnamon, a little maple syrup. Uh, and some frozen blueberries. It's pretty incredible. They started. I started getting into them because uh, they have them at Kimberton Whole Foods. I'm like, you know what? I like oatmeal. I don't always want to make it fresh in the morning. This is really easy. And guess what? I'm not even getting paid for this overnight's overnight oats ad. Just letting you know, they're delicious. If you like oatmeal, um. But maybe you're going all all carnivore, like some some relatively odd people or people. We'll just say, try not to judge them. Maybe you're going that route. You got to do what you got to do, I guess. <clears throat> and that's the beauty of uh, of life, variety. We love the spice. Put a little bit of that in your overnight oats. You're it's a winner. Also got my blood drawn. That's probably why I'm excited about eating now because I waited. You know, you're supposed to wait. And I did. And I was hungry. So got my blood drawn. Uh, a couple months of, of sitting on that appointment. Not that I didn't want to. It just takes time. We don't always have a lot of time, right? It's tough to make time for these things, you know? But I did it. Did it today. It was fun. The lady over there, there were actually two, uh, at least two. I only saw two. Really sweet women. The one called everybody sweetie. And I loved that. It was so touching and endearing. She said I even looked fun. I was like, oh, thank you. I usually imagine that I look like some kind of 
grizzled monster, but I guess that's all in my head. So that was nice. I think it was because I had on my uh, paper fedora. It is literally made of paper, but uh, and a, and a shirt that says "Breathe." You can't. I guess you don't. You can't come across as a monster with a a silly fedora and a shirt that says "Breathe" on it. Maybe it was the clown nose. Now that I think about it, I don't know. Um, speaking of clowns, my son, actually, th- this, this could be relevant to the overall podcast conversation. So <clears throat> he loves the Simpsons and I'm, I'm enjoying watching them with him, especially, you know, you go back and you revisit these things from childhood and you see so much more as an adult. That seems to always be the case for me. Sometimes you see, wow. I was really oblivious to that, or, uh, wow, my taste was very different. Or in the case of The Simpsons, it's, wow, this <laughs> probably went over my head almost completely as a kid, and it's so, so wonderful as an adult. Funny thing is, though, I think he mostly gets it, and I kind of suspect that because he also likes Conan O'Brien's podcast. And Conan O'Brien had something to do with The Simpsons, especially in its glorious days, if you will. And, you know, that got me going more and more into this realm of podcast style. Like, what's the... I want this thing to evolve. How's it going to evolve? What's the style that we want it to evolve into? I mean, I like where it's been, but it needs to go somewhere new. And the the key thing that I realize is a co-host. But honestly... Let's make this more fun, shall we? Can we make this more fun? Um, I don't know how you're going to help, but maybe maybe you're going to help by just letting me talk to you in this weird way. I, I'm all for making this thing more fun. I think I've put out there uh, as effectively as I can where I'm coming from, and I'm going to do that more and more through other media. Uh, the book will be coming out. There are more courses we're going to be sharing we're developing a teacher training course but this podcasting thing's got to be more fun so i guess in a way i'm i'm saying help me (laughs) help me help you and specifically um we need a co-host or two and if you can also grok with a relative um uh, relatively self-aware, insecure, silly in his own, uh, having Irish Catholic roots and um, being a little self-deprecating, but also knowing that he's coming from a good place and playing with this persona of being, um, oh, I don't know, a, a complete tyrannical monster, then, yo, player, come, we can, maybe we can have some fun. <clears throat> I bet we would, and I bet we'd move this thing forward because that's that's you know that's kind of the point movement matters and movement forward is necessary and hopefully then griffin will like it which is really all that i care about i just want my son to like this podcast okay not really but it would be it would kind of be cool and he he may be eventually a good co-host um once he gets past this weird I guess prepubescent adolescent phase he's in, um, and he doesn't uh, <laughs> simply re- re- resort to making noises that nobody can really understand 
unless you're looking at his body language. Maybe then it'll be eventually be fun. On that note, also, we're also, also, I'm going to go with also, we are, we're going to do video. We're going to film everything soon. Uh, there's no question we need to. The, the studio is going to evolve one way or another, and we're going to get a little more lights, camera, action. We have a microphone, but we need to get the video because you want to watch. People like to watch. Personally, I just listen because I usually just put on a podcast and do the dishes or make dinner or drive. Um, and I know I shouldn't be watching the video while I'm driving, so I don't do it then, but I also don't do it. <clears throat> By the way, if you're watching a video and driving, I encourage you not to do that. It's for the best. Especially... By the way, because pedestrians think they own the road at this point. <clears throat> I don't know when I missed the update, but I'm a, I am not a crazy driver. I'm pretty slow. And multiple times now, and not exaggerating, I was literally going 20 or below in both of these scenarios. People, you maybe, maybe you, just start walking across the street when there's obviously a car coming and i'm 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 not sure that's smart um and i'm also i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to i think you're supposed to wait for the the signal and it it's very odd it it maybe maybe it's nothing maybe it represents the overall um downfall of our society because nobody even wants to respect basic rules within the silly grid that we've created with where cars and and bikes and and humans and dogs are all coexisting because uh, it doesn't have to be that way but it is what we've been doing for decades <clears throat> and maybe that's all falling apart but it isn't gonna help if we make it fall apart let's let's talk about it you know I want to talk to the pedestrians. Um, because I can't go slower despite your body language and your suggestion that I should slow down. I can't. It's, I mean, I basically should just be parking and walking. Okay. <laughs> hey, that might be a fun tra way to transition to do something a little more uh, adult. Because um, <laughs> we do have to talk about a few adult things. Uh, how about we talk about war? Yeah, that's a smooth transition, isn't it? Believe it or not, I actually wrote that down. Say that's a smooth transition, right? <laughs> ah, but you know what? First, let's let's blah. <laughs> let's have a word from our sponsor. Speaking of smooth transitions, um, Native Cafe. Anytime you want a smooth transition, go get yourself a coffee and wash everything down with a nice cup of Joe. I don't have a cup of coffee from Native. I made it here at Koru, but. It's pretty good, especially the cold brew. I'm a big fan of the cold brew. Uh, you could also accompany that with a big old box of duck donuts, maybe even some wild berries, especially this time of year, mid-July. You got the wine berries going. Go get some wine berries. And that relates in some way to the Rodale Institute, which, um, you know, they help berries grow. Berries make for delicious pies. Now, it's not the specialty of the Service Twins, but if you don't have a pie from them, I think they could make them. Maybe you have some other delicious treat prepared by the Service Twins. 
Steve and Nick, Nick and Steve. You probably should have one. They're pretty yummy. I just learned, by the way, Steve does not eat seafood. They were at Cape May, and I said, go have a lobster roll for me. And uh, I was told no, <clears throat> politely. And I was told why. Um, Steve does not like seafood, which means we probably should normally walk around with raw fish when we're with him. <clears throat> but that's for another time. Uh, by the way, all of this can and should be consumed on a table made by Philadelphia Table Company, preferably in a room filled with artwork by the one and only Tony Ortiz. Speaking of, he's about to, he's going to be here soon. Um, he and I are going to talk, and we're going to specifically talk about, that was pretty good, right? Um, rolling right into the Tony part. We're going to specifically talk about his potential interest in co-hosting. It could be, he could be the perfect co-host. We shall see. And if <clears throat> in the future you get to hear the two of us doing this thing, you'll know today was the day. This is when it started. So we're going to try that out. <clears throat> but back to this adult stuff. Uh, war. You know, I can tell I don't even really care to talk about it. But let's 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 lay a few ground rules out here there's no culture war yeah how was that for an abrupt shift again let me take a cup of a little sip of coffee here <sighs> there is no culture war it's just an annoying phrase that has become popular to say and if there is such a thing it's not what we think there is a culture of war and there is excessive attachment to things being a certain way, an absolute way. War is inevitably the, in the most general sense, what we see when there are absolutists and extremists acting out on their absolutist beliefs. There is an attempt for one group or side or position to come in and take over or dominate or even it might seem like defend, but certainly in, complete, in a complete sense, win, defeat, end, something else that is the essence of war there is no culture war there is a culture of war i don't want to get into any of the names that are relevant to this bullshit but i want the record to show <laughs> the idea of a culture war is flawed and playing into it isn't serving anything other than to exacerbate what really is it which is a culture of war <clears throat> go ahead and test that out keep it going keep playing along with it keep the culture of war alive or recognize 
we are all in some way mistaking our habits and our tendencies and our compulsions and our beliefs for the truth in a warlike manner. Absolutism is the issue here. I only know of four absolutes. Actually, I'll say it differently. I am convinced of four absolutes, just four. There are may maybe there are more, but I'm only convinced of four. In a way, it's six, but it's basically four. <clears throat> Everything is connected. There is a continuous process of life emerging. Existence is a continuous process, one which we can observe, but no matter what, there is a continuous process. We as humans, so immediately in these four absolutes, if you will, we are <clears throat> positioning ourselves as humans, which I'd like to think we are all doing, but apparently that's not even necessarily clear. But let's assume you are, I am, we as humans, but also as life forms are engaged in adding to this process, creating, being creative, no matter what. Okay? That's implicit to being alive. You're creating in some way. And with that, you cannot know exactly what's going to happen or what... Um, what may come forth from you all the time or from others around you, there's chaos. You can't always know. There's an unknowability, a mystery, an unpredictability. So connectivity, continuity, creativity, chaos. I'm willing to say there's also a need within community for, the, for, a, for certain communication standards, and that does seem to be absolutely true. It's a little bit more nuanced. But on that note, <clears throat> speaking of beliefs, speaking of absolutist beliefs, I want, to, I want you to hear this loud and clear, at least in the context of this country. And But it, some of this is relevant. One of these two details is relevant to all of humanity, but at least in the context of this country. the Declaration of Independence is in need of an upgrade, a rewriting. <clears throat> it is not good enough for the 21st century in this country. It needs to be improved, not gotten rid of, <laughs> enhanced. I have learned more about that this year alone just because of Griffin and his fifth grade experiences, as well as the Bill of Rights and the Constitution in general. And so much, there's so much juicy, good information and powerful wisdom and foundational agreements in there. But they're not relevant to today as well as they could be. And unless you are engaged in some kind of blatant bigotry or racism or 
sexism, etc. <clears throat> that should not be hard to see and or explore. It could be fun, quite frankly. This doesn't have to be adult in the not fun way. It could be a lot of fun, actually. But that gets to why it's not happening, and that is the fundamental problems, these absolutes, in some way are tied to Judeo-Christian beliefs. The biggest issue across the board is believing that the Judeo-Christian narrative is the ending, that it is the ending, that there is nothing more that there is nothing new, that we have finished. Now look, maybe we have. Maybe the best thing in some way that I don't understand is to establish a completely... (laughs) some kind of Judeo-Christian heaven on earth. And actually, in some ways, that sounds pretty great. But I don't think that's necessarily what the people who are really attached to a certain brand of Christianity want to do or are trying to do. Quite frankly, I think they're mostly extremely ignorant about what they're even believing slash motivated by and therefore doing. But most of us are. It isn't hard to understand that there is a foundation to what we believe as a culture in Judeo-Christian stories and myths. But those stories and myths go all the way back at least to Homer and the Iliad, and probably even further back than that. And if you have no idea what I just said, okay, that's great. Look it up. Read something about it. Read it. Homer's Iliad, I-L-I-A-D. You actually do know a lot about it, especially with respect to... um, the movie Troy, and the overall creation of Rome. There's no disconnecting what we perceive as Americans from those myths and those stories. And those myths and those stories also relate to, again, deeper Judeo-Judaic myths and stories, which go to Egypt, which go further. It goes back far and very, very far. The history matters. The the belief that it's all done, that it's all complete, and there's nothing more for us to discover or to learn or to see and to improve, even to improve within ourselves and as ourselves, is tragic at best, dangerous more likely. <clears throat> it's counter to life. Now, with respect to the overall concept of a war, are there multiple points of view? taking place right now that are, in essence, warlike. Yes, any motivation 
to absolutely control, to absolutely end the emergence of something new. And to suggest that there is, in the simplest component, that there is some kind of absolute disconnection. They're all rooted in these myths and these tendencies and these beliefs. <clears throat> and we have a choice as to whether or not to continue to maintain and support and partake in these beliefs and therefore maintain and support and partake in a culture built upon these beliefs. Now, there is no need to simply jump to any kind of fear-mongering or fear-based suggestion that the alternative is <laughs> bad or dangerous or a problem because it is already a problem. Now, something needs to evolve and upgrade and shift no matter what. So if at any time you notice people wanting to jump from... Speci the specific way that it'll happen is a couple of things. It's always this don't throw, that we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater argument. No. That's flawed in so many ways. <clears throat> if you go to an extreme, you might. And the extreme is worth avoiding. The extreme is not serving anybody. But we don't have to do that. We have to just continue to move forward. It's not actually that complicated. The biggest piece is recognizing you have beliefs, and they're just that. Take stock of them, reevaluate them, and recognize that they're just beliefs. You don't have to get rid of them, but they could be different. They could be re... You could rethink them. And the best way to do that is to notice what's actually going on always, at every moment, within your body and what's with what's around you. Nature, okay? Nature is constantly showing us the same things. <clears throat> what it really means to be grounded. I am not suggesting that we get rid of any particular belief or story, but that we put it in its proper place, its proper context. And if we don't, we will not evolve. So with that, when you think about the Declaration of Independence and the foundations of this country and the Judeo-Christian stories and myths and beliefs, etc., one big thing we have to just cut the bullshit about is this is a, thus far, Christian country. There is no, quote-unquote, separation of church and state. You can't have separation of church and state and be dependent upon the Bible. The Bible is a book. Like many books, it is full of wisdom. But it is a book. Every culture has foundational literature. That is what the Bible is. It is literature. 
if we think otherwise, we are not being honest with ourselves, and it is disingenuous at best, if not just downright stupid, to think there is actually separation of church and state in this country. And I'm not even suggesting there has to be. <clears throat> I'm suggesting there needs to be authenticity. We need to be clear and honest and tr correct. And thus far, we've actually mostly been playing a lie on that basic level. Speak. It's a curious thing to ask yourself. Is it better to let a myth play out because it has positive effects or to be or to know the truth and to be honest with yourself it's probably good for both and it depends on the context and it depends on the situation but right now we're talking about the entire foundation of a country and seemingly a civilization and the potential for a whole species to evolve. Not evolve into something else, but to evolve as the humans that we are. As, quite frankly, Jesus probably wants, or wanted, or represented, we'll say. I don't want to, yeah. As, as we can appropriately say, he and so many others represented. <clears throat> I think I'm going to leave it at that. All of this and more will be in so many other <laughs> creations soon enough. I am working on the second draft of the book, by the way. Okay. Um, what does this have to do with our guest? <laughs> well, I knew that Barb warranted a, a proper introduction. And basically, that's what I just gave, especially because this is a very adult conversation, least of all for one reason. We talk about abortion. We talk about Roe v. Wade. More accurately, she talks about it, and I listen. And I am very glad that's how it was. So this is an adult conversation. They're not all. And as I've said in the beginning of this intro, moving forward, <clears throat> I'm very interested in making this overall more fun. I don't think that we can pull off uh, the same kind of humor as... It's really tempting to try to make a joke, but somebody who's not funny. Anyway, we're not going to force it, but, you know, finding a, a different a different voice with some other actual people is a good goal. That's what we're going to do. So, with that, speaking of other people, here's Barb. I'm going to read her bio. And then you get to enjoy hearing her wisdom. So, hi, I'm Barb Meza, narrated by Colin Kurtz. Hi, <clears throat> my client work is a collaboration or collaborative mind-body exploration. My focus is helping people remember their inner light and reclaim their sense of well-being. 
At the core of so much human suffering is our need to be nurtured and nourished, the micro and macrocosm of life. This applies to our inner world and how we care for ourselves, also our outer world and interactions with others. A gentle touch listening from the heart, being hard without judgment, a warm embrace, and sharing a meal. These actions strengthen the bonds within ourselves and between us. My story includes chapters of living with chronic illness, feeling unwell, disempowered, and overwhelmed by the demands of life. Also woven throughout are the threads of resilience, curiosity, the willingness to explore, and the courage to embrace choices that supported my healing. My story continues to unfold, as does yours. With decades of skin in this adventure, some of the skills I bring are certified mind-body nourishment coach, certified manual lymph lymphatic drainage therapist, craniosacral practitioner, Reiki practitioner, and holistic massage therapist. Exploring nourishment as relationship with self, we look at food, diet, self-nurturance practices, and follow and we follow the ripples. Subtle touch creates space for the body-mind to remember safety, body comfort, and ease of movement. And Barb asks you to tell her your story. How may she support your curiosity and inspire reconnection? And I'll put all this in writing, but she can be found on Instagram and Facebook at Hello, It's Barb and Core Transitions and her website, ConsciousVita.com. Thank you, Barb. Here she is. You can talk. Okay. That's you. <laughs> Not as loud as I normally am. That's fine. Um. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. When are you leaving again? I don't know. We haven't decided. Oh, you, yeah, oh, okay. we haven't. It's just it's a new conversation. I'm really excited. Exciting indeed. Exciting as 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 when we were in Ireland with them telling us that we were bloody Brits. We weren't Irish. The name Nelson was not Irish. And they're right. It isn't. But it's okay. We could do it. Uh, my mom's maiden name, Fury and Magetican. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of Irish a lot of- there. And Colin, of course, is pretty Irish. Oh, yeah, I kind of figured that. But, but yeah, Nelson, I guess. No. I, I don't have an ear for the differences too much. My grandfather's people were Highlanders. <laughs> they were all the ruddy redheads, northern, northern. Up in Scotland. Hey, that's pretty in these days. You know, Outlander and everything. I know. I know. <laughs> but that was before that. Right. So. I've been to Scotland twice, actually. And I would love to go back. Yeah. I love that latitude. Like, generally just up north like that. Well, that's it. My my family in Ireland were down south in, in County Cork. I didn't know that when we were there. But where I fell in love was up in the north where it was rocky and rough and the surf and much less civilized the people were i mean the people were fine but <laughs> but the, the coastline and all was much rougher versus in dublin and the beautiful the wild towns. folk <clears throat> it really was but i felt but i'm at home there i am very tame i am very domesticated i like safety and security and softness but when I'm taken to a place where things are rough and wild, I can actually feel like my heart comes alive. Like I can feel my blood. I can feel my breath. It brings out that very primal, yeah, the vitality. Anyway, 
I'm ready when you are. But we've already started. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. Yeah, I told you it'll just be a conversation. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, that being said, the editors or whomever we're listening may think twice about keeping what we just did, but I'm, I would suggest we keep it. And <clears throat> yeah, my favorite hike that I, I think like, yeah, would be worth redoing was somewhere in the Highlands. It was like a five-hour hike back to at the time my friend's house and quite memorable to say the least mm -hmm. really had to, everything's just epic in that kind of a setting but yeah it's the only place i've ever hitchhiked for that matter too speaking of epic you know we, we weren't really my generation wasn't really raised to do that so it was a wild thing doing that too from almost the west northwest coast of scotland into <clears throat> it was a couple hours of hitchhiking yeah, and walking. Okay. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> okay. I've never hitchhiked. I recommend it, yeah. I've never hitchhiked, but I was... Yeah, you're like right in between I was, yeah, where Yeah, I was at the end of where that. people thought yeah. it was cool to where we already knew it wasn't safe. Yeah, being like, that you're... Like, really wasn't safe. You're about to turn. Uh, I've got a year. Down. I've got a year, but yes, 59 this year. I can't... 59 years of experience of life. Yeah, you missed the hippie thing. I did. Yeah. Technically. There's a part of me I think would have thrived there, but, I, but I'm but i not down with all the drugs and all of that. Are you down with the rock and roll? I am. I, that, I'm good with everything. It's just never... What about the peace and the love? <sighs> you know, but but it's it's one of the... Yes, I am. I am. But there's context. Uh, it's not drug-induced <laughs> freedom and love, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, you're you're speaking our slash my language, which not surprising, of course. That's why I knew <laughs> we'd have a fun yes, chat. Yes, yes, yes. Context. Yes. Uh, yes. Not drug-induced. Yeah. Not drug-induced. Both and, as you've already highlighted. Both and and I don't know. I I I get. That being said, I will just please put a disclaimer no. that I. I'm not opposed to being called a hippie <clears throat> because somebody said to me many, many years ago that it's just an acronym, man. It's just happy, intelligent person pursuing infinite enlightenment, man. It's like, actually, I agree with that as an acronym, so I'm going to go with that. But I'll rock that. You still have to, still have to be down with the Highlanders. Always. <laughs> I've never. Oh no, I almost said I've never seen it. I never saw the program. I saw the movie. The movie Highlander. Yeah. I don't know if the program was very good. I don't know if the movie is still considered very good. But <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> did know. It have but Sean I, Connery in it. Hey, he's a man. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they have to swim to the bottom of the wall, like the lock in order to find Sean Connery? There's some mission remember. to get to the bottom of a lock to find. I haven't told my accents are not good, so I'll mm. stop. But yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I, <clears throat> I also never watched the whole thing. I don't do a whole lot of movies. Yeah, what's um, up with that, Barb? Why aren't you spending more time watching films? I'd rather read. Okay, that's a good answer. I'd rather read. I've seen your library. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather read, and I would rather interact with people. Primarily, I'd rather read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, depends on the people, right? And it the does context depend on, again. It depends yeah. on the people, depends on the context. Absolutely. There's people I could just, as you and I know, we could just time for me at least time disappears in conversation because it's stuff that 
I don't want to say it's as natural as breathing because nothing is as natural as breathing, but that there's just a flow because there's an understanding. And then there's people that it's like, holy hell, <laughs> how, how are we going to spend the next three minutes? Yeah. Anyway. Unhappily. <clears throat> and uncomfortably and begrudgingly. Uncomf- uncomfortably would but probably be the word. There's a way. It... But I'm also fast. You know, honestly, I'm. Yeah. this is the fact. I will say, honestly, I can't wait to get out of those situations. And also, I have had some of the most illuminating times after I have left. And when I can process where the discomfort was in that conversation. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Do you, okay. I was going to say something silly, but I think ahead, your, your point it. is more accurate. Oh, only that like in those situations, that's I've figured out how to integrate like the tools of play more with that or even being excessively just stupid and, and goofy and almost not like rude, mm-hmm. but almost and not offensive, mm-hmm. but depending on the person almost and just being <clears throat> just having fun with it. If you can't if you can tell, for me, as long as there's room for something new, I tend to enjoy the interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's ob- that's a unique foundation, I'd say. I don't know if that's to me. That's a unique foundation. I don't perceive that um, as the norm. You know, an openness to something new. You and I are always dancing in that way. But <clears throat> the only time that I think I get like where I'm watching the clock or it feels unpleasant and I have to resort to, or I have organically started to be able to resort to something relatively um, uh, jackassy mm-hmm. is when it's like, okay, there's no point in like trying to go anywhere with this, so let's just have Absolutely. some fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, the fun part, though, I'm glad that you can go there. I Let's take in practice. I don't And not play. taking myself too seriously. Well, that too. Yeah, but it's taking practice, though. I don't play. It's, yes, you do. I can be playful. And this is something I have relearned. Okay. I don't know. This is this sounds so contradictory, but it is one of the things that I had to embrace not too recently, was I considered myself playful. Um, And I do. I banter because things are light. It's easy. I'll call it the Irish in me, whatever. But I think the Irish are known for brooding, not banter. Well, that's but but I'm also a slav. I'm also a slav, and that's where I more associate. But I do. I am. But I I do ruminate. You can. You know how to chew on things. Oh gosh, did I ever? There's a reason that Dostoevsky and Chekhov used to be some of my favorite, and James Joyce used to be some of my favorite authors. There you go. Younger me, but at some point I realized I don't know how to play. I have never actually, I know how to go through the actions of play, but I don't actually play. And I, I'm still, I'm still chewing on what that means. Like I can get in the moment. It's, wow. it sounds so contradictory no, and, no, no, and no, I know that it is, right? Conversation. It's, is I we can, can go the whole entire podcast just on that. Oh, that's, that's funny. I, I learned that. I can be in the moment and things be playful because that's the flow of what's happening. I thought of you when I grabbed this mug. <laughs> Play well with others? Plays well with others. Plays well. <laughs> so what are the, you just said some really significant, I'm, I think I you made a key s- distinction about like you, you, how did you say it? You know. 
I don't know what I said. Well, it was essentially the, the way I heard it was you think you're not actually able to play. Like there's something in the way of you being, you said you're not self, playing. Self-preservation, self I think, is what it came down for, that I didn't, even as a child, I don't think I truly knew how to play. Okay. I, I played, like mm. I did the games and whatever, but it was more... Well, this seems really linked to the A word that you introduced, which I didn't even know, but you said chronic anxiety. Hence, uh, I showed you yeah. that Keanu Reeves yeah. clip and I in the in your relationship with breathing and being a healer and craniosacral therapy and focusing on how to allow for more flow, whether it's with respect to lymphatic, um, the context of your lymphatic systems and lymph nodes, et cetera, however you would word it. I hear the theme of play integrating throughout all of this and like what is it to play how do i play why can't i feel playful what's in the way that's that's a big stuff there it is it is what are you doing with your hand i, I like it i I, like it. I i'm moving energy i'm sorry it just, i love it it's, it's i can't stay still yeah well, you know, I don't I'm, either. Right? Yeah, You've it's it's me. just it's yeah. it's movement. Um, the body's always moving for me, um, particularly when I'm nervous. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you you said you were going to be nervous, so I yeah. we warmed up there, and I we just did. thought, okay, wait, there's right, we're at play. Let's just throw all the pieces in real fast and let it all. But we hit a topic that makes me really uncomfortable. I know. Well, that was going to happen. <laughs> it was, I, it it was, was inevitable. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it is great. It, no, but it does come, and you are right, and that was really good redirection. Um, <clears throat> a big part of my getting into the work that I do is time. about the flow, and play is flow. I don't know. Take it from there, because my brain just said, yeah, we're not going here. Poof. Um, well, anytime somebody brings up childhood, it's like, oh, cool. All right, then we will go. I guess, deep in the sense of digging into foundational patterns, digging into core, um, yeah, uh, um, aspects of your identity and your sense of mm. self. So childhood, of course, is a big childhood and play and, and sensations that are, that seem like there's something to be explored. There's resistance. These themes are unintentional. We didn't, you know, we're not reading off a script, obviously. Obviously. Um, it's it's clearly the conversation, unless because you don't watch enough movies for us to bullshit about any. No, I mean, we could even if we were to bullshit about James Joyce and Dostoevsky, we'd still go to the same place. We'd still go to no, no, and I have no problem the place that we're going. It's just the disclosure that yes, I, it's it's and they are places that I do regularly go. You know, we're all on a never-ending healing journey. It, it's life. We're moving, we're processing, we're digesting, we're intaking. We're moving our hands. Uh, it's just... Uh, never ending is a big word. Never yeah. ending. I mean, well, it ends theoretically, human form when we pass, but I still don't think it ends. That's a very important belief. 
Mm, yeah, but you're also talking to somebody who does believe in the seven generations of memory, which delving into, yeah, I know what the good book says, supposedly, but studying Chinese medicine and realizing the whole thing the of gender. The, the, the Bible, yeah. The Bible? Yeah, the Bible. Um, that the sins of the fathers and blah, blah, whatever the heck that stuff is. But I hope that's going to be deleted. But anyway, it's the. Do you want it to say sins of the mother? No, I don't want to say the sins of anybody. It's just, it's the. It's it, believing that generational stuff does get passed down in the DNA as well as in the memory. And is that even a belief? So, and I don't know what's going on there. We're going to, you're just going to have to keep like tightening it or pushing it up and then tighten it more. And maybe because I made it too top heavy there, but it, it'll pick up either way. As long as. Like that? Does that work? That's much okay. better. Right. Yeah. So, but it, I don't hear me. So. Oh, no, not nope, at all. Not at all. Really? Yep. I hear you coming through the earbuds. I don't hear me. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you're definitely plugged in, but it doesn't matter. It sounds better like that. Okay. Well, that that was a fun... Is it... Is d- what you were asking me... Nervous that, system. That really? I was getting the nervous oh, system. Oh, yes. Okay. So, but is that even a belief, in, uh, and that'll get to the nervous system, that there are... Uh, ancestral tendencies and proclivities and patterns and traits and um, you know aspects of ourself that we clearly inherit for whatever reason is that even a belief because it sounds like fact to me how is that yeah I don't hear that as a belief that seems like a hard true fact no matter how you look at it it can be a hard true fact but it doesn't necessarily mean that people believe it (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm distinguishing yeah. it between a belief, which is something relatively, I would say, subjective, and you're just you're just like, well, that's what I believe. Like, okay, well, whether you believe it or not, this is actually true, and I would say this is something that's actually true. It's it's <clears throat> one of those. And I'm I happen to believe it's true. Nervous system. Yes, primarily. I happen to believe it's true. And continuing with my studies of the science, of psychology, the history of trauma, all of this, it's it's ingrained. If we know that we can pass physical illnesses from one generation to the other, then, of course, these memories would be imprinted. Or everything that I have read, not everything, much of what I have read that has really gone down, and I can't think of who the people are, I'm sorry, but it's that these imprints of old things, and I remember reading about people that had family that were in the concentration camps and that yet people who had future generations had all of those fears or when I have done some of my own ancestral healing realizing that there were things that I remember on some level that I should not be able to remember from when my own family walked the trail of tears it's you have Cherokee ancestry? I do my mother, my mother was, my grandmother was full-blood Cherokee. My grandfather, mother's side, maternal. And my grandfather was Scotch-Irish. And that was my mom. Wow. Half and half. But it's, yeah, I, I realize I'm kind of off with, with what your statement is. Yes, no, I do, because younger me was exploring these things about, you know, reincarnation and all of these things. But it never resonated It resonated as true, but not. 
like the essence was there, but it was off, that something was missing. And that sense of deja vu, and again, I'm going back, you know, 40 something years, whatever. But then as I started getting more and more and more into stealing, I'm stealing, diving into the healing arts and steeping in it and studying Chinese medicine and understanding how illnesses of the body and the brain can be passed from generation to generation, it all started coalescing into this thing of, oh, but of course, of course, as much as we are our own individuals, the experiences that our ancestors had, meaning even our parents and so, of course, it wouldn't just be things that we've been taught. It's not just the nurture essence, but the actual natural, it's coming through our DNA. Those experiences, things that, you know, we talk about with animals and such, or with our pri- with our primitive people that we learned which foods nourished us and which ones would kill us through trial and error. But how much of that was actual ingrained of this is dangerous, that's not dangerous, not from word of mouth, but just from learning or accidents that'll happen and that we retain these patterns of fear in our body, but they're not our fears, but we don't know where they came from, but we've got them or that we've got some sort of physical imbalance that isn't actually structural, but it's there. And then I've had clients that realizing, oh, wait, I found out that this was in my grandmother's body before before, like from her own childhood. So it was something that was already implanted in her all the way through. And I just, I don't know, Colin, these things just make my brain go, wow, because as much as that we're individuals, we've got all of this mental and physical memory that comes through that forms who we are, combined with our everyday experiences and our own adventures. Does that answer? Like, that's fantastic. I, all right, because I'll go off on tangents. Cause well, then, no, no, that was a lot of things. It was a great layout for <clears throat> so much that's worth exploring, mm-hmm. especially when you, again, bring us back to a distinction of like the concept of an individual and individuality and self as a blank slate or mm-hmm. like it's your own independent, quote unquote, free entity without any um, relationships, whether a lot, whether with the people in your life now mm. or your ancestors or even people you didn't know but you have an awareness of that have existed for example the Cherokee tribe or nation for me I don't have that ancestry but at least not not that I'm aware of and you mm. do and that's a <clears throat> significant distinction um so you laid out the a lot there and just saying everything that you're I don't think it's belief again but quote unquote believing mm-hmm. so We'll tie in play eventually. Let's make a footnote to eventually bring this back into the, you know, to connect with play. That was, yeah. All right. So <clears throat> you and I didn't have an agenda, but there's a lot of possibilities for where to go with this. <laughs> oh, there sure is. And we've talked plenty before, so I think I know well enough what you yeah, how we would dance. The <clears throat> the concept of individuality is, I think, worth poking at. Mm. 
Because if you know, if you let me just talk, I go, I get more macro. I get more into like, how does this particular detail relate to as large and broad a context as possible without getting without getting lost and without losing our roots. Um, the idea of individuality is is pretty odd, I'd say. Never, you know, regardless of the fact that you just said we're all connected, whether mm-hmm. you think of it in terms of genetics or genotype or um, <clears throat> awareness of others. Mm-hmm. The idea of individuality and individual and being an individual doesn't really add up, if really much at all. If you're thinking of it as separate from <clears throat> anyone else, alive or dead. Really? All right, so what is an individual, I guess, is what I'm... No, no, that's actually what I'm just sitting over here, and I'm hearing you, and deliberately not looking at you. Um, okay, don't look at me. No, 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 I don't, because then, don't I, because, no, because then I get distracted by what I'm seeing, not why I'm hearing. There will be no eye contact for the next hour. <laughs> that's not true, um, because I'll stare you down at some point. But it's... it's I believe you. <laughs> wise man. I guess it does. I view myself as being... Very individual. Very much an individual. Yeah, what does it mean, though? I've got all of this... Yeah, I, I, I've got all of this memory that's come through me, through DNA, etc., and all that of the jazz. I have all of the experiences that I was raised with and that I continue to engage with, like this one. But when it all comes together and how I'm expressing it, that is my individual. That is who I am. So So then a different way of asking it, is there a sense of self that is possible without awareness of <clears throat> the people in your life, the people that have been in your oh, life, no, the people not that at come all. before, not the at people all. who could come, uh, the world around you at all, uh, period. So so not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. It, it, it's, it's, it's. I'm sorry, I'll go to food, because it's like looking at a pot of stew. You can recognize the different things that are in there, but in essence, it is. Yeah, we go to food a lot for metaphors, yeah. (laughs) If you talk to me, you do. (laughs) Um, That you might be able to recognize the different things in there, but at the end of the day, or at the end of the cooking, or whatever, it's still you're that conglomeration, and... So while I view myself or you or I look at my children or whatever, that we're all individuals and how that we're expressing our experiences, we're all connected. And anything that I do is going to impact you directly or indirectly and everything. Yeah, I, 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 it is so one of those dances I do. we're all connected on I a do. never-ending emergence of life. Of life. That's it. And your individuality is you can the distinguish one raindrop from to another. See the yes. inherent connectivity of this never-ending emergence of life. Yes. So, and how I engage <clears throat> with it is that the normal perception of individuality? <laughs> uh, probably not, because I'm told I'm an odd bird. So, <laughs> well, I don't think it is. That I'll say that it doesn't seem like it to me. No, that you are inherently. 
part of and simultaneously, hence both and, the emergence itself, part of the never-ending emergence of life, and you are the never-ending emergence of life. Is that really a question? No, I just think that's what we're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> right. I'm just being cheeky. <laughs> yeah. So your awareness of time is you could, of course, be connecting uh, your sense of how you're emerging and you're continuing to become a new emergence. You could connect that with the past. You could connect that with the hypothetical, mm -hmm. aka future, the present. Uh, I guess that's the point of being in the moment. But um, <clears throat> I don't. I don't think that that's the conventional approach to no. one's sense of self. Meaning the fundamental points there of connectivity, never-ending emergence, and what matters most, life. So No, I don't think it does, but younger me didn't see it that way. Younger me saw it just the survival. Okay, hence anxiety and how the hell am I to play? I don't think you can play if you're constantly in a exactly. state of feeling insecure and not safe, of exactly. course, right? So, exactly. okay. <clears throat> so there's the connection. There's a No, I, I know where the wanting, connections come from me. Yeah. Not feeling like you can play, not thinking you are able to play. Uh, so what, why, why would it? Mm, see, and then it's just take it back. At the time that it was happening, I didn't know that I didn't know. Oh, yeah, you're... I didn't yeah. know. How I old? was in it. 10, yeah. 15, <laughs> 5. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know. It was just what I... But everything was about the then and now. And I did not know that I was living in survival mode. It's, it's interesting when you come to a point in your life and you look backwards and you go, Oh, holy hell. I didn't. I didn't. No wonder. No wonder everything was so like living on a roller coaster in so many ways. Just it was getting on the train to go to New York was like a roller coaster ride. So to tie that into some of what we've discussed. Yes, as far please. I, well, part of what I like to do is like keep the pieces relatively. Um, in, you know, I, I, any thread I try to tie it back in unless it's Please do. Not no, viable, bring it. But <clears throat> the question is... Um, to what extent was that relevant to anything in your heritage slash ancestry slash um, the people that came before you? And to what extent is that just and I, is that just part of the um, primary mode people are in the the normal mode people are in in this culture? Does that make sense? I think it's both. Okay. When you consider that whatever is taking place is perpetuating and it's going on, your next actions are going to be framed around this. And whether it's generational stuff that comes forward, that's that's forming how your nervous system is going to interact with things because this is the way that you were made. Unless you have real life experiences that are going to help you reframe that. It just, and then I look at society now, it's like, 
we are all living in survival mode. Our nervous systems are so totally overtaxed and I'm going to loop it back, which is why I do the lymphatic and cranial work. Mm-hmm. You know, vagus nerve is a big thing being spoken about now and it should be. Um, I hear a lot of words about lymphatic work now because of immune system and nervous system and and all of these maladies that are hitting the bodies. I've been doing some of that for a long, long time bringing it back to gentle flow and reframing and body comfort and gentle firmness and power versus force and just all of these various things I've read, things I've learned. Colin, when I look at people right now and I look at some of the illnesses, mental and physical, that are happening, we are so driven by, in my view, collective anxiety, collective fear, collective insecurity, not only what we have been brought forward, but what we're living in now, and the world as we're living in now, I don't think that there's a separation. I don't know if this makes any sense. There's no sep, but I don't see any separation. I just see that at some point, you and I have learned how to stop and breathe, and to be in the moment, and to reconnect with our bodies, the breathing, the being here now. But I see with so many of my clients, even with some of my family members, they're not there yet because they're still on that slide of disconnection, of being in survival mode, whether they know that that's where they are or not. And it's... It actually is very sad. And one of the hardest things as being a practitioner is realizing that there's so many people that aren't there yet, that they're not ready to stop and breathe because they're so still wrapped in the fear mode. I, I don't even know how to express what my body feels when I touch a human because it's not a mental thing. It's actual energetic, tactile that I can feel the turmoil sometimes, and then I hear their words. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I may cry because it's just it's it's the it's the type of thing that really does move me because of where I have been, what I have seen, which many of us have, by the way. So it's just it's. But for me, I can only speak of my own adventure on this path of recognizing from whence I came and where I'm going and all of the steps in between and what it means to be in the moment to be conscious that doesn't it doesn't mean that I don't still live with anxiety because I do and I regularly have to bring it back to the breath and to being here but then flipping it out because I continue to have these experiences it keeps it real when I'm working with a client who is struggling in whatever whether it's the overeating whether it's Breathing into a paper bag, whether it's just whatever choices that they're making, getting high regularly because life is too much. But it, however the case may be, it's, it keeps it really real about bringing them back to the present, be here this moment. And there's a multitude of ways to go about it based upon what's happening for them with them. 
but we can't separate what was genetically coming forward because these are all of the generations of form that has happened combined with where we are now and the current time decisions that we are making politically, personally, societally, religiously. <laughs> like, wherever we want to look at it, there's these and there's that. Both and. Does that answer? Because, I, I, again, I just go off on tangents. <laughs> They're not tangents. <clears throat> now, there's always a point where eventually one wonders if they're being heard which is i think pretty healthy and i think that's what you just did and it's not a tangent it's very clear we hear it yeah it's okay. very it's very clear <clears throat> very very clear there's especially clarity about why you're obviously a healer and you're committed to service in the ways that you um, feel inspired to be and are naturally we'll say drawn to be do you believe and this is i think this would primarily be a, a belief as opposed to a fact mm-hmm. <laughs> based on that earlier mm-hmm. distinction that do you believe that um it's possible for well before i ask that yes it made sense of course that which admittedly i assumed you would say because it has to be both it can't just be what's coming before as opposed to what is it's both mm-hmm. right so they, they but your point in general that um there's a lot of the the common experience from your perception and i would agree is that people are Human beings are in survival mode more mm-hmm. often than not, even while sleeping, maybe. But it, it, statistically speaking, I bet there's a lot of people in survival mode more than some other hypothetical mode. Do you believe in the possibility of <clears throat> humans mostly being in that other mode the hypothetical mode something other than survival mode do you believe in that possibility that's actually a question i ponder because i spend a lot of time pondering <laughs> yeah yeah because it is the fact is there an alternative i mean we're we're wired for survival we're animals we're but that's a debatable su- suggestion that we're animals? No, that being an animal implies wired for survival. I no, think no, that depends is, what you mean is. by survival. No, it does, exactly. <clears throat> I'm just thinking that it's in the normal find food, find shelter, blah, 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 in that fact, type of... I think you just suggested is why unintentionally the provocative um, idea is that's that's human nature that's what we do we we fight we're here to struggle life's hard you know, i think we had a conversation you like get this with in the my fucking program room. man get, no. get tough no, survival I, of the fittest i don't i you don't didn't say that but believe that's that. where that yes goes. it does go there it does go there and that's that's one of the places but i think that's also a survival attitude that's where the force comes in versus power because actual power you don't have to force an issue and that to me that's forceful what you're talking about it's 
You want to know what I believe? I don't want to interrupt you. No, You're, I like letting you just go because it's there's a lot there. Oh, the places I could go. Yeah. No, I, I'm happy to just sit back. <laughs> yeah. No, bring it. What do you What do you believe? Well, I think it might be provocative in a helpful way. I believe that we have an idea about <clears throat> um, we. Who is we? Mm-hmm. Most of us, seemingly. Uh, most of this particular animal, this species, we have an idea, a predominant narrative that we whether we intend to integrate it as fact as opposed to just an idea, um, it seems like we often relate to it as truth as opposed to just an idea. And that predominant idea is that we are bound to struggle no matter what, no matter how much we reorganize anything, we're going to have to work hard and struggle, maybe fight, but definitely work hard and struggle. Is that a bad thing? That's a different question. Do you want me to answer that? I'm curious where you're going with that, because I'm just thinking about the type of work and what you teach people here, and even with the movement and all, some of that's a struggle. So it's... it's Okay, that's I look, where the context is again. Yeah, again, micro and macro What's the context yes, and what's the please. fundamental possibility? The possibility is a certain kind of awareness. The context is what allows for more life, what allows for <clears throat> a relationship with life, which is mm-hmm. consistent to that connecting that connectivity and that ever-emerging newness, that never-ending newness. So is it a struggle, so to speak, to learn that? I mean, I assume you're not just picking, talking about like moving heavy shit or something asinine like that, right? Or are no, you? No, no, yeah. no, no. Well, yes and no. To me, that's just about fun and play, but so let's come back to that. <laughs> Seriously. <Okay>. All right. <laughs> I think you're hitting on gravity, but let's not jump too fast. So... Is it necessary to struggle? I didn't say it's unnecessary. I just said it seems like the primary story or narrative is no matter what. And I use that particular Mm, voice, mm, that mm, sort mm. of grizzled, tough Mm. guy, militaristic. um, I call BS. Okay. Get, you know, stand up, get your, you know, get up straight and work hard um, voice. I'm saying if that's, I'm asking if that's, necessary and to me no i'll say no because there's okay this is a lot what i like to teach is about allowing life yes period what i'm interested in is how to allow life to flow better but if it's Mm -hmm. if there's only flow to me yes you're what you're implying is then you're not engaging, you're not doing, you're not exactly. working at all, theoretically. I'm not suggesting that. If you really need to get a basic image for it, it's balance, of course, hence balance is usually a virtue. Is there an imbalance? I would say it seems like in terms of how we operate, there is an imbalance. Mostly we're operating what you're calling with respect to force. I think in that distinction that you're using, allowing is more powerful. Forcing is more that old tendency or the tendency which i'm curious about reevaluating and reprioritizing mm-hmm. <clears throat> so 
here are people struggling only if they're having a tough time learning not really otherwise and even in the ice it's not a struggle unless you're i mean the ice is such a fantastic tool and specifically because the only way it works is if you stop resisting and just breathe yes yes 100 <laughs> percent. you can't force yourself through it in the way that i know is possible you can force yourself through it by being the tough guy i guarantee you you won't want to keep doing it and it's <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not the same there's not a change in your nervous system the way that that works is you literally allow yourself to soften into mm-hmm, it and just mm-hmm. breathe and you do actually change neurologically from the inside out mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can be a tough person if you want but that's not what we teach here toughening up is not the intention in the same in the sense of you better get tough and get hard no, and work no no that isn't even I didn't think you meant that. No, even like yeah, just to be really dramatically clear, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. No, that isn't. I was thinking, and it's funny because when you bring the words for me, when you bring the word struggle in, there's also force behind that. Well, because it's going against what's normal. So, okay, yeah, you're not allowing. You're not allowing. You're you're fighting. It seems like it, right? That seems to be. What struggle tends to relate to? You know what popped in my brain when, we, when you were listening to you was I have clients that some body movements are actually a struggle to do because structurally they want to do it, but they physically can't do it. What's a good example? Let's unpack an example. Um, at this point, and I'm actually one of them, that doesn't drop into a squat well or that they have hip issues or that they have, because of injury, shoulder issues. And it's... That, so this is why I think movement is the best universal tool, hence the it podcast is. is called Movement Matters. It is. I bet, and we've never done this for whatever reason, if we explored what you're calling a squat and we had like a solid chunk of time to explore it, I'm not, I mean, this is going to sound a little arrogant, but I bet we could make it easier for you. I don't doubt that, but, I, <laughs> but, I'm, not, but I'm not meaning it can't be easier. I'm thinking yeah. what popped into my brain is, and and... I'm sorry, Colin, this is truly one of those times that as the words came out of my mouth, my brain blew itself up because <laughs> struggle to me means that you're fighting against something natural. That's what I was saying with the I words. know that's yeah. what you were yeah, saying. Okay, yeah. And so I totally, no, I'm on board with you, but my brain popped over to clients I have that have difficulty with some movement. But that in the course of this conversation, I'm like, yeah, but the struggle is because they're fighting they're fighting, allowing where their body can potentially go. So like your comment, if with the time. Remember how I said get... doing the podcast is like practice for me to figure out better and better language, right? I was sort of saying that. Yes. Like, it's like, it's workshopping. It's like a comedian with his like uh, workshopping is her, her or his routine or their routine. And I, I see what we're doing right here is clarifying the terms, which is so imperative because it's easy to yes. say something and it have, and for there to be no clear meaning except if people listen and you really try to get clear about the definition. So what you just said about struggle is so important because I think the only justification you could make to say, or the only way you could justify the idea that we're going to have to struggle is if you, again, primarily believe we're animals and that means animals are always in fight or flight mode, or at least mostly, and our ancestors were afraid of the saber-toothed tiger or blah, 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 and we're bound to that because of this. And that, to me, and then eventually you throw in misinterpretations of Darwin, and where you get with that is a complete 
so to speak, you get a story or a narrative which has a has an effect. It has a yes. driving effect. Yes. It steers actions. It dictates mo operating how you may operate. You know your mo, and that's so fucking important. Yes, that is <laughs> so fucking important. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in life is context, though. Well, if you want to understand each other. Yeah, which I assume people do, but... Oh, I don't know. We assume I, a lot. I, we assume a lot. I am with you. that I assume people want to. But then when I pay attention to how easily people go ballistic of things, it's like, yeah, you're not really listening. <laughs> hey, we're all because of those same... You just said there's an yeah, anxiety, there's a collective like, anxiety. We're all... You know, watching the clock, or we're you know we're thinking of the next thing. We're we're not normally, I'd say, in that flow mode. And of course, to you, the point that you unintentionally helped us make, I think, and I I think we're just going to reiterate it at least once more: is all flow is not what I'm at all suggesting. All flow is just another extreme. Being only fluid, so to speak, isn't attractive to me. But the only struggle no no one mode is attractive to me all the time in an absolute sense but isn't life tension like I'm, I'm well that's why i brought up gravity all right yeah, so yeah go yes, yes but does that mean struggle no it doesn't exactly it doesn't tension's not a bad thing Ten tension's the reason our body is held together exactly so the i ah, so the what's gravity. wrong with tension <laughs> You said, isn't life tension? I mean, is there a... No, that's a positive. It's like yeah. life, because it's a balance. Exactly. But balance is fluid. Well, right. Or it's it, at least... Versus stuck it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, versus being stuck in a place. Balance is fluid, but it's... I'm sorry. This is where my brain spends all of its time. In one context or another. Because well, there's that balance between tension holding things together and the flow. Yeah, right. And I like your hand motion. <laughs> yeah, it's the winds in the water. You but if you that. were, quote unquote, always in flow state, oh. then to what extent would you be able to deliberately um, build uh, or set a boundary? Which begs the question, is there ever a need to have boundaries? All the time. Okay. so Even a river knows so it needs boundaries. Exactly. That's why we have beautiful seashores. Bingo. Yes. So I'm saying I think that the confusion mostly lies in, back to this, built, you know, all right, so then in that connected, never-ending emergence of newness, there are rules, there are of course. Boundaries to be respected. There are limitations. There are probably ways of operating which support more life and the consistent emergence of newness and don't interrupt the possibility of... Yeah, and don't interrupt that possibility in any respect. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that could go so many ways too. 
It goes every way. Yeah, it just uh, goes exactly in, back into your work. It goes into movement. It goes into the relationships we have with rivers if we create too many dams, or with um, roots if we create too many parking lots, or oh, so much. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or our skeletal system and our capacity to probably just feel at ease if we hold ourselves too tightly and rigid. I wouldn't know anything about that. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, totally, I jest. Um, But... Yeah, my brain just went elsewhere. Where'd it go? Because we don't have to do anything. (laughs) No, no, because, you know, it's another, yes, we need rules. Yes, we need the boundaries. And then I, my brain went to how people are trying to force boundaries on others that aren't necessary and not for the greater good. For example, unless you don't want to. This would be an example of maybe something you don't want to talk about. I'm just looking at what's happening politically right now. I mean, the whole Roe versus Wade thing, it's very... I assumed that's what you were thinking about, but I didn't want to say Yeah, no, no, no. I totally... It just... But... I think people would appreciate hearing about that. But that's so... Who am I to decide what's right for your body, for your life, for your future, for... This is exactly why understanding individuality and then understanding individuality in relationship to another individual and another individual which eventually becomes a collective whether you call that a tribe or a family or a nation or a state or a species this is exactly why the foundational context and concepts are um, needing upgrading because they're clearly flawed and we can't discern between how to have a law or rule or boundary or agreed upon attitude or perspective, which doesn't violate something else. Did that make sense? I could repeat that. It totally yeah. did. It just, yes, totally. I, I think the only thing that I hold you responsible for is taking care of yourself to the greatest of your ability. But, it, okay, why? Why do you hold someone responsible for that? And how do you hold them responsible for no, that? No, it, it's it's... Meaning that I don't have the right to decide what's right for you. It is your responsibility as a sovereign human being to make the decisions that you believe are right for you at this time in your life, looking forward, looking backwards, however you're going to look at it. So my only place in here is holding you responsible for making your best decision And being open to receiving or asking for help, support, however it might be, which comes to the point of being collective. Mm-hmm. But my understanding you of, have to make the decision that's right for you. That's not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang, but there are Please, so many ways. There's so many we ways can we can hold. go with that. Well, there yeah, are a lot so of ways. The, the best thing to do is to poke holes and then lay out a theoretically. We're talking about government, to say the least, but not necessarily labeling it as such but we are talking about how to have an organized society that that relates mostly which relates to as many contexts as possible Mm -hmm. 
in the most similar ways as possible. Mm. I can repeat that if need be. Please do. We're talking about how to, as a group, relate to as many contexts as possible in the most similar ways as possible. Okay. And the key thing that people get hooked on with respect to abortion is when does life, quote unquote, begin? But that doesn't work as an absolute framework for so many reasons. And I obviously Mm -hmm. agree with you about the primary Mm -hmm. point of who the hell are you, so to speak, to say whether or not I should do such a thing. But the answer is always, well, because I believe this is where life begins. And that, I think, has been the key hiccup with this particular law from the beginning. And there's no answer to that because it's so rooted in beliefs at the core. Like one person could argue that life begins at this point and the other person at that point. And and some people would argue it's not until after birth entirely. I think that's an irrelevant way to look at it, mostly. And it doesn't seem like it's helping to try to answer it in that respect. So the opportunity is to figure out a different way to relate to this core problem, which is there's a need to be able to make a particular individualistic or individual case-by-case choice and not be punished for it. Correct. So how do we get a better added perspective than we've had for how long now? Um, A long time. I mean, regardless of Roe versus Wade, we've had chat. We've been struggling for a long time in this regard. Um, I mean, one hopefully obvious problem is that our, quote-unquote, government is not actually operating in a, in a truly universal, historical, secular way. It's inherently Christian. And, well, I mean... No, 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 <laughs> right? I'm, I'm... That's a name that they use, but I'm not sure that that's true. Well, you can put it in quotes. It is. It should be in quotes, especially because it doesn't have an, one singular meaning. Many a Christian, so to speak, is very supportive of Roe versus Wade and inherently more rights for more people, especially women and LGBTQ yes. and so on and so forth. And I think that without wanting to just like throw a whole group of people into the problem camp or enemy camp, there has to be a way to sort through the way, the, the paradigmatic relationships better. And I don't see how we're going to do that without take, well, we're going to have to slow down and take our time. Mm. Um, <clears throat> there has to be something else besides everybody just trying to bulldoze through according to somebody else's perspective and butt heads there has to be a different approach <laughs> yeah I mean the I guess the first ideal is that we agree government isn't meant to have 
this kind of forceful Correct. tendency, right? Correct. But why aren't we agreeing on that? Or maybe we will. Maybe this will be the straw that breaks the, so to speak, Republicans back. <laughs> not to be too yeah, but it's, forthcoming. And this is one of the times, yes. But it's not just the Republicans. Not entirely, not depending on other contexts, right? Yeah, I don't agree. I don't no, think it is. It, it, this is not a... Oh, man. I'm sorry. I genuinely have a headache. It's This is a topic that is you need a break? so... Yeah, I'm going to have a sip of water. Go for it. Um, well, this is a lot of work, especially now with this topic. This is a lot of work. <clears throat> and I would have... There's a primal rage that yeah. comes up in me around this topic. Are we recording? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. The fact that we are back at this place, it... Mm. It makes me so furious that my bones hurt. It could just, it seems such an absolute violation. And I, and it, it, to me, it's kind it's so, 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 so much more than just a bunch of people, well, I'm postmenopause, so it's not my womb, but it's it's so much more than a bunch of people deciding what can happen in an individual person's womb. It it's it makes me fucking angry because it is that, but it uh, it I can't help. But immediately it just blossomed out. It's not just you telling, not you per se, but somebody telling me what I can and can't do. I'm seeing the child that is born of this. I'm seeing the financial. I'm seeing the safety. I'm seeing the play. I'm seeing the security. I'm seeing the development of this person. I'm seeing the development of the person who's raising this because believing that this journey of learning and exploring is from birth until death, it seems that the, the repercussions of this of being told that what I can or that a person who's able to bear a child can and cannot do with their future, the future of anybody that depends upon them, the future of the child that is born, it 
it seems like such an overstep of that person and those people because it's more than just the person that's carrying that child. There's the entire life afterwards of the health and the care of that child and that own person and how much is that person damaged and not even getting into the how the pregnancy came around. It That's a whole other game. There's just so... This is not a cut and dry. This is not a black and white. It's a fucking cesspool of something that should be beautiful if it's allowed to be beautiful. Because having a child is the most divine thing I I personally have ever experienced, but it wasn't forced on me. And I have had the opportunity to make a choice when it did not fit my life, right? So it was a, I can speak from a place of both and, but only in relation to myself. I'm sorry, I just want to break things. That's that's where I am at at this moment in this conversation. So it's not it's not it's not irrational, but it's not it's not a lot of things. And again, I just look at people that I don't know what they're afraid of, why they feel the need to be forcing their beliefs on other people that have different beliefs. You know, we have miscarriages, things happen, there's reasons certain lives are not supposed to come. It is just... To a person that does not understand how my heart beats, they won't realize that how deeply I feel this for the people that make the choice. And the whole concept of choice is that you can decide yay or nay. And that nobody is responsible for that decision but you. And you might regret it at a later time. Who knows? I can regret having a pizza or not having a pizza too. It just It's, it's not, not to play light on it, but they're decisions that we make for better or for worse and for me to decide what's important to you that's not just can we move on to another topic absolutely yeah and before we do I will come back to it Yes, I don't want somebody deciding what is going to happen in the womb of any person who's able to bear a child. And when I think about the people who are impacted by that, we cannot also discount the person who partnered in that creation. Even for people that theoretically want a child and it's not the right time, if you have the father and the mother and however that looks for a particular person, it's that person's also being impacted. It, it's That's a deliberation that that's the only other person that potentially that conversation should be taken place with. Not a law or a rule that is deciding that everybody is the same. That fits an agenda that does not fit humans. Um, Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't 
exclude the fact of, you know, I'm sitting here with a guy who has a child and there was a discussion that maybe or did or did not happen, that you were also privy to that just as I was privy to my own conversation. And I am really, really grateful that that at a time It's not pro-life if you're putting somebody in danger or impacting the life of somebody else. And in this case, I'm thinking about the children, livelihood, everything. Just, they're just words. So, back to flow. Just giving enough time before changing the subject. But um, we... <clears throat> Obviously, don't need to add anything, but if you'd like, I'll talk for a little bit. I mean, are Please, you... I'm in listen mode. I appreciate you not breaking anything, but if no, you... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm You're not a destructive to. person. I, no, I no, have these snowballs and a Nerf gun in here. Nah, okay, no, no. Um, but I see, can, but I that's a be... choice. But that's a choice. I could make the choice to break things, or I could say, you know what, breathe into the moment. <laughs> There's better choices. Yeah. There's a there are a few ways to I think tactfully and respectfully with respect to you, with respect to me, with respect to hypothetical listeners, everyone, life itself, of course, there's a few tactful ways to shift from here. Um the less tactful one would have been to just say let's talk about pizza, but maybe we'll get there. <laughs> no. And yeah, <clears throat> because it sounds it sounds good right now. Um, I don't mind talking about how I became a father for that matter as well, if you're curious. But regardless of that, the control, yeah, mm -hmm. the control factor is what mm -hmm. I'm to, um, mm -hmm. thinking about as I'm listening and hearing you and thinking of uh, the larger sort of goal and service oriented goal of, of even talking about this because of course you and I aren't technically helping to write any legislation but in the context of writing legislation trying to control too much needs to be obviously dangerous likewise the context of trying to control life itself emerging needs to be understood as obviously um, consequential. There's always cause and effect, mm -hmm. obviously. But I think this is the, again, tension being needed. There are so few contexts where an absolute law make sense and this is not one of them <laughs> there are so few contexts where it makes sense if we are to remain or become a more healthy society and species um, mm -hmm. that being said and I'm not insensitive to any aspect of this, I think, but I am 
I don't think I'm also I don't think I'm biased, but there's no question to me that trying to regulate any kind of absolute freedom is a form of control as well. And that has to be more clear and more deeply. Give that again? Trying to regulate, so to speak, absolute freedom oh, yes. is okay. inherently a contradiction. So to me, no matter what the issue, and we can move on from um, the way I would phrase it is, how are we... The very and we depends on case by case mm-hmm. relating to uh, an unborn child. We'll move on from that. But no matter what the context, I see the um, the compulsion to control is is too much. But that has nothing to do with this particular context. That's a broader. That's a broader issue. yes. It's a much broader issue. You know, however long ago it was when we were talking about humans and evolving, I don't remember exactly what the phrase had been, I'm sorry. But that's where we went into the whole bit about the struggle. But it's similar. It's it similar, is similar. I mean, the fla- the ingredients are built into all of these challenges. And they're also built into the potential for... Uh, <laughs> ecstasy and joy and 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 bliss and but that's life. happiness exactly so it i perceive whether you're talking about struggle in a general sense or something as benign as um you know how to breathe deeper yeah <laughs> which isn't maybe benign but it seems relatively benign um it's there's a purity to it there's just a like explore control is a theme that is you know how you relate to control either limits or allows for more it either gets in the way or it um consistently gives you the kind of feedback to keep learning and to keep discovering and to keep growing and to come back again to that mm-hmm. awareness of being a connected aspect of the ever emerging eternal mm-hmm. <laughs> newness that is life like you can't control completely you can't also give away control completely but aren't and we discussing the difference in boundaries and control i think we're just pointing out that it's a there's no ending to needing to be to ha- you know, to pay attention no matter what the hell's going on, and trying to create a system where you never have to look at something again is dumb and never going to work, and we need to stop it. It's an idiotic compulsion that isn't ever going to work. There are very few situations where we can have an absolute um, script or handbook or program that is going to work over and over every time. Yet we seem driven to have that to a fault <laughs> but i think that's been humankind for thousands I, of years yes i mean that's that's I, the I, yes it has been <laughs> and it needs to change <laughs> which is and which I, is you've actually hit exactly why when you had posed that question however long ago it well, was that my brain beginning i just don't want to force it <laughs> was that we keep putting these boundaries on 
<clears throat> or these these control issues, whether it's it's more I stick with the control. It is the control, but it's trying it's, to control. But there's no room for play. There's no room for flow. There's no room for natural development because we've said this is it. Right. If but, you don't look, act, believe what we believe, you don't fit. But then to try to get rid of control completely becomes its own sort of it does. Um, it does. absolutist, mechanistic, self-defeating tendency. So the point is there's a need for, like you said, tension and the tension. juxtaposition and the paying attention no matter what. And it is only out of sheer exhaustion or laziness that you wouldn't grasp that. Touche. I agree. And I empathize with that, but you need to find a way. Which is why sometimes I'm actually concerned about humans ever fully developing or or continuing to... I went, yeah, not fully Not full, yeah, because there's no... That's why I have to rescind that word, because that's not... But it's a... That women... That women... That humans continuing to evolve because we keep getting caught in those I perceive it that way too yeah which is yeah, what you and I have talked yeah, about in the past yeah. and I, I, I but I don't I, want them gone because there's a need wait them what do you mean the rules like there's there's no that's the point that's the tension yes exactly it's just like I'm, I'm but, some somebody has heard me and like oh you're into anarchy I'm like no <laughs> But that's no. what I mean by laziness. Like, stop being lazy. No, 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 no. There's, 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 there's so much space between those two to respectfully co-evolve, to allow you to be you, have your beliefs, and them not. I mean, nothing. But you pointed it out when before we even walked in the both and as opposed both to either and. or black and white as opposed to gray. Yes. It's a pretty important. Uh, it's a pretty important tool and an aspect of how we operate that needs to be better understood. Yes. And I, I, I think it might be. It might be. It might be. Res, there might be resistance. There may be some kicking and screaming, but I think it might be. For whatever reason or reasons, I think it might be. Meaning, I'm not suggesting there's some re, no justification for being all Pollyanna, but I do believe things are, you could see, you could, you could, despite many issues, Mm -hmm. there are, there is evidence that things could be getting better. Really? There is. Uh, Again, no Pollyanna whatsoever. No red, (laughs) no misguided optimism no um rose glasses no no no, i'm with you there it just depends on compared to when it depends on what you're i'm not (laughs) saying there isn't the possibility for Uh, a lot of i'm I'm not i'm saying the possibility is is more apparent to me than in my 36 years ever before and seemingly in other people's who i respect perspective as well I'm sorry. I laughed. My because I, I that was not even a nervous laugh. That was a 
I think we've discussed the fact that so much of my studies go back to traditional Chinese medicine. Yes? No? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that continuously I was reminded of is when we discuss the masculine and the feminine, and the yin and the yang, and all of this, it's in relation to what? Go on. <laughs> no, it's in relation to what? And that's a, that's a never-ending thing of the where we recognize and when we perceive things, it always has to be in relation to what? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, There yeah. is no answer. It's, it's... Well, that's context. That's why you... Which, when you said that, it made me, like, everything is within context. And it made me think of some paintings I have on my wall. And it's the, something that you might define, a person might define as a more masculine thing. But it's in relation to what? We right. only recognize the night as being feminine if we recognize the daytime as being masculine. But what about those twilight times and a mountain or a hill or what? It just, it's, I'm sorry, this is one of those points that my brain goes, oh my goodness, that's true, because everything is in relation to what? So if you maintain the commitment to what I think is objectively perceivable what what i think is perceivable and objectively like it repeats itself the universal reality of connectivity and an um a never-ending emergence of newness mm -hmm. the all the opposite of that would be to perceive disconnection and some sort of completion or ending that stops the emergence stops the possibility of newness the totality, a finality. And built into what I heard you just describing about concepts of masculine and feminine are the seeds of that kind of thinking, either or, black and white. I mean, whether you call it yin-yang, masculine, feminine, solid, fluid, um, <clears throat> right, wrong, good, evil. One cannot exist without the other. Well, and more importantly, the only... Nothing exists... I'm not interested in getting philosophical and breaking down the language, but <laughs> we'll say it this way. Existence itself is what we perceive from a human perspective, both as both, not one or the other. Correct. That's what's needed. <laughs> Prioritizing seeing that way which to me is implicitly safe and there are there are at least two safeguards built into that one you're not capable of tricking yourself into thinking it's done because you understand that's not possible correct and you're not capable of tricking yourself into thinking you can predict what's going to happen because the newness is implicitly unpredictable. Correct. I agree with that too. So nobody can become a fascist. Nobody can become a tyrant. Nobody can become the fucked up cult leader concept if that's truly embraced. Enough of us embracing that, to me, looks dramatically more secure and more... Um, 
fulfilling, but why? Why does it look more secure, more fulfilling? Because the way you're operating reinforces more life. You know that I had to think about that before I said it, but... You I didn't notice be, I was staring you down, yeah. wondering where you were going to go with that. Yeah, because that oper- that is an oper- a way of operating, which we I think at this point in our evolution, with the knowledge we have, we can see that that way of operating allows for more life, mm-hmm. and we're smart enough, and we have enough knowledge and enough wisdom to see that and to say that, even if. It was said in different ways in the past, which it was, and I believe that is the essence of what you're referring back to Taoism mm-hmm. repeatedly. Even if we can see the the breadcrumbs, which can help us to to have this awareness, it's it's it seems profoundly more potent today than ever before. And they probably said that back then too. Oh, well, that way to pull the way to make it less important <laughs> way to take the fun out of it you think so you think so? i don't i don't see why that would be true because we're living right now maybe maybe i missed the context but it's i think it's more important right now because okay maybe lived, the scale was different maybe yes, shuang Tzu had a similar um attitude in that that scale Correct. but this is a different scale with a this different, is a different scale different capacities with microscopes and telescopes mm-hmm. and um, centuries of exploring cadavers and realizing there's even like even that way of approaching is and still, still no limiting nothing. exactly and just consistently being shown that we don't know we know just that we know so little in comparison mm-hmm. to what's possible I, I don't think it's technically different than any person from the past that you could be seeing as um, relevant or or that we have to pay our respects to but it does they weren't presumably talking about people from thousands of years before them and we are so the accumulation of information seems inherently different but you don't think that they weren't I mean, there's this one part of me, if you believe well, in oral history. And pro- no, no, I don't. <laughs> but, it, but it's the things that do make me wonder is if we believe that oral history moved forward and that even at that time, what their belief system was based upon, not just what they were discovering, but. But we're not making shit up, are we? You don't think so? I think we're making shit up every day. Like what? I meant you and me. <laughs> mm. Oh. I make shit up all the time. Um, nah, not in the way that I meant it. Probably not. <laughs> but it just like... I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I will say... No. I will actually say I make shit up all the time. Like what? Most of this conversation. Depends on what you mean by making shit up then. Because what a fun phrase to keep repeating. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't believe that everything is an absolute. I believe nothing is an absolute. And that unto itself contradicts. And that was a conversation you actually had. Yep. 
that's what a conversation you actually had on the sitting on the end of my massage table one day. Uh-huh. Um, that would be why somebody would assume you're an anarchist. What you just said. <laughs> probably, and and anything but, and yet there's parts of me that is. Um, you don't think that the connected, never-ending emergence of newness echoes something that we can objectively and absolutely discern to be true? I do believe so then, that. Then However, I... when I sometimes seem like I've just pulled something from the ethers, never mind. It doesn't matter how I know something. Doesn't matter, quotes. It just sometimes will get this hit. And I was with clients all the time. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm just making this shit up. But this oh, yeah, is, but this you is know what it. I, but how do I know that? See, that's where I come into, sometimes I don't know how I know. But I don't think that negates that there is something we can see differently today, though. That just means you don't fully have a way of explaining everything, which thank God you but don't. But if I can't fully explain it, then the person is, oh, you just made that shit up. Okay, then that's no, not what I meant by okay, making shit so. up. That's not what I meant. <laughs> okay. You're literally doing the opposite of making it up. You're uh, just acknowledge. I mean, he, I hear that as different in that you're not saying, oh, that was Zeus giving me. Oh, God, no. But they believed that. Yes. That was their belief system then. You don't yes, think and if you that- still believe in Zeus. Why would I not? He's a myth. Okay. I, I, I totally, <laughs> I'm totally, totally, totally messing with you. You're fucking with me. <laughs> I totally, not literally, but yes, interesting. <laughs> There's a lot of things that when I look, I love myths and legends. But at one time, people believed that they were true. Well, but they I'm didn't not saying know it isn't different. fun. But, but they didn't know it was different. Right. That was, That's why I made a distinction between yeah. then and now. Oh, come on, Colin. Seriously. Which part? Let's go back to politics here. You don't think we're not just making shit up? Oh, no, 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 no. I said you and me. Just I didn't you and me, say, specifically? I didn't say oh, okay. many, many other okay. people, especially those with, so to speak, You're speaking... legislative power. Okay. You're talking about no. you and me as in this short group, not yes. you and me as in the collective. I meant you and me. Yes. Okay. You did say that before, but I didn't hear that. Okay. <laughs> I heard it, but I didn't hear it. Oh, Make no, no, that no, distinction, no. too. Yes. There is still a fundamental problem of generally making shit up mm. i wasn't talking about anyone else when i said no 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 that. my brain my brain went macro <clears throat> i was versus making micro. a distinction yes. between right. shuang Zhu or whomever whoever and you and me and uh, i mean even he's not necessarily fair because i really it's one of my favorite um books the book of shuang Zhu. but no we as a species are still very very prone to doing that to a fault and that's the distinction that I think we uh, made with respect to control. Why do we do that? Because we want to be able to have an explanation for everything. Why do we need to have an explanation for everything? Because for some reason, it's, I guess, uncomfortable for some people to uh, accept that they can't have an answer to some things or don't have an answer. And maybe that's actually good and, quite frankly, necessary for life to continue. I said, I, I meant you and I are not doing that. <laughs> but no, that is a big problem. My brain often is like, I wonder what civilization, presuming it's still human, will be like in a thousand years 
and how it will look back at us the way that we look back at stuff a thousand years prior it's a fun thought experiment i just i i wonder i wonder i wonder i hope we're still human and i hope we've evolved in the ways that i think we've mostly been talking about so what that that's my bias if you will no i'm presuming we will still be human but i wonder i wonder you know with all this ai and everything i wonder that might be for a different conversation oh that's a whole different conversation (laughs) but again my brain just oh gosh yeah i i think it's but let's say we are humans even looking back I mean, when we look back at religion, when we look at back at society and science and all this lovely stuff, and we look backwards and the belief systems that people held and the way that societies were constructed and the way that, well, yes, yeah, societies were constructed, period, um, based on religious, political, whatever was relevant to them, but it was still their societies. So I wonder, when we look at the mess that we're in right now, because this is where we are. It's a big turning point in evolution. I wonder where we will be after this next big pivot. Where do you want to be? I won't be here. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, but you know that your I know. impact will be My on impact based will on be the here. beginning of this conversation, which is a great place for us to come full circle because I am watching the clock. This is a wonder. Uh, it's on the it's <laughs> no, that's actually the battery keeps dying. That that that's just cute. I just like that one. No, no, no. I just I have it on the computer. Now and I checked. Okay. So our secret's out. Um, because you can tell my watch isn't working either. Yeah. No, I kept looking over there because I kept seeing your eyes go over there. No, it's not like a therapist's office. <laughs> Hello. Um. So coming full circle, if you will, to the beginning of this chat. Yeah. We acknowledged. Yeah, it needs to wind up at some point, doesn't it? Well, we'll pause it, but that that is a key. Yeah, that's a key question, especially because you have. Do you have any grandchildren? I do. Yeah, I right. Three and, of them. Yeah, and a thousand years from now, you will be, <clears throat> um, I don't know, 20 greats, if you will, to somebody the great to the 20th degree of or yeah. whatever degree for somebody and regardless of that your impact whether people aware are aware of it or not is eternal so yes yeah. since you won't be here but to the earliest point of this conversation I would like to believe I choose to believe I don't know, you know, because any words I would use, Colin, it's just like they could be new rabbit holes. But I would like to believe that we could learn to be kinder to one another. Not nicer, kinder. And I would hope that that would ripple forward. Because for me, there's a lot of other things that tie into there, you know. Respect, self-love, love of others, compassion. It's just, I see all of this tying into it. So where we'll be at that time? 
I can only hope someplace beautiful. And that leaves it open for people's own interpretation of what beauty is. I got nothing else to add. I can't I can't use words to a picture that's in my brain. It's good enough for me. And ultimately, hence your work and the main point of all of this is we embody something beyond that isn't necessarily <clears throat> yeah that isn't something we can encapsulate in language absolutely and there isn't really any way hence we do reference so much from our past and the poetry of um, sages and teachers of the past is yeah. eternal because that which is experiential and can be felt and can be embodied is what endures and needs to endure so I think we'll leave it with that beautiful <laughs> thank you I've enjoyed this me too <laughs> thank you and there you have it thank you Barb it's been a pleasure getting to know you and this was a really, really sweet next step. Ah, so, I hope you enjoyed that. And there will be more, I think, with Barb. Uh, we're going to try to revisit by the end of the year. We're over halfway through the year, but the intention is throughout the last few months of the year to, to recap with as many people as possible. <clears throat> okay, that's that. The... The exploration for co-host or co-hosts continues. It'll just be more fun, right? You're allowed to say yes. I don't need to hear myself. Look, it's 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 a simple fact. I'm I my gravitational pull is to just go be quiet and 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 go run around in the woods and look at the trees and, and sit on rocks and enjoy running water. I, I, this, this is, this is fun in, in its own way for me, but we need to make it more fun for everybody else. <clears throat> so we're going to find a clown or two and uh, we're going to rock and roll. All right. That's that. Thank you. And next episode will be with Vivi and Keith. Uh, it's a part one and part two, and there, <laughs> there's a lot more. It's a different conversation, that's for sure. It's uh, it's, it's a different pacing, <laughs> as you'll see. All right. Until then, be well.